Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. Ooh, morning voice. Saturday morning voice. And today we are dishing up another episode in our self-care series, all on the topic of skincare. Uh, Before we begin, just a quick favor to ask, since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us and they really help us reach more people. So of course, we'd appreciate it. Today's show is a part of our self-care series. Once a month, we focus on a new area of self-care. Life gets overwhelming, as Nicole and I were just discussing before jumping on the podcast. For all of us, and the sense of getting lost in a sea of to-dos, worry, and anxiety seems inevitable. Self-care can be described as the active process of making your body and mind a pleasant place to inhabit by filling your own cup up first, which ensures you have enough to give others. Uh, Self-care is a huge topic with lots to unpack, so we're doing it a topic at a time. Uh, So you can actually go through all the episodes that we have on self-care. We've been doing this for about six or seven months, maybe longer. So if you're interested in our other episodes, go ahead and scroll through your phone or your, the internet on your, on your computer and look at those. But today we're talking about skin. I never think about this, Nicole, but skin is the largest organ in our body. Do you think of the skin as an organ? I, yes, kind of. Do you? Okay. I I just never, when people tell me this, because I reached out to my friend, Ashley Forster, who, yes, is also related to, well, she's not related to either of us. She's actually married to Nick's cousin. Um, she's also a good friend. And she gave me some great information. She is a bridal coordinator and makeup artist right here in Columbus, Ohio. So if you need your makeup done, let me know and uh, I can give you her information. She didn't give me her Instagram. She should have, but I can certainly hook you up. She is fabulous. But she reminded me that our skin is our largest organ. And it took me a while to think about that. I'm like, I do remember learning that. I do know that, but I never think of it as an organ. Uh, but clearly because it's the largest organ in our body, we need to take care of it. So she I just, really learned, just gave us- Oh, sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. No. But I just learned this week at work that there's a certain type of skin surgeon because I think our skin is both an organ and it's so delicate uh, called a, all right, all right, a Mohs surgeon. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. But it's a surgeon that basically works on the face because it's, I mean, it's our face. It's what people see and it's um, skin is so important. That's what we're talking about today. But I did not know, I guess. So I think so of it in terms of medical, but like there are, there's a specific, sure, there's plastics and there's dermatology, but there's also a Mohs surgeon, which is like a qualification of skin surgery. Is that an acronym or is that a no, word? No, that's the word M-O-H-S. It's a type of surgeon. Wonder what does that so it doesn't say or surgery. It's I'm gonna have to ask. I'm gonna have to ask my sister in law about that because she's actually um, an oncology surgeon who does a lot of skin cancer. So I'm sure she's heard of that, but I'm curious about that. I've never heard that before. Okay, so like I said, Nick's cousin's wife and my good friend Ashley is a proclaimed skin lover, and I went to her for recommendations. She had a lot of suggestions. So for starters, she says, and Nicole, we've talked about this before, always wash your face before going to bed. (laughs) And I think we're going to talk about this in some subsequent questions. Um, But she says, if you aren't washing your face, and this makes sense, and removing your makeup, 
you can get infections and breakouts and early signs of aging. You know, for me, it's that infections part really kind of creeps me out. But I think specifically in our eye, if we don't remove our eye makeup really well, I'm going to actually talk a little bit about that in, in, a, in a little bit here. Um, and then she also says she likes a basic, simple routine. So starting with a cleanser based on your specific skin type. So whether you're dry, neutral, or oily, uh, a moisturizer also based on your specific skin type, which I'm sure you could ask your dermatologist about, you know, if you're not sure what your skin type is, they can give you a, um, they can give you more information about that because I would probably guess mine would probably be way wrong. Um, they know more about, about that vitamin C serum which I personally use in the morning. She didn't necessarily say when to use that, but I use vitamin C serum in the morning, a good SPF to use before going out or in, again in the morning. And then a retinol, which I use at night. And I think that is also best to use at night because if you have it on during the day, your skin is very sensitive to the sun with that on. So you put that on at night and then make sure you rinse it off in the morning. So there's no, no, no residual retinol on your skin so it's not prone to burns and and damage. Okay, so first Nicole, we've talked a lot about our skin root care routines before. So just briefly, what is yours and sort of has it changed maybe since the last time because I know mine has. Yeah, I'm a bit of a bigger kid now in terms of this and by that I mean conscientious of just skincare uh and my routine in general, but I still use clean and clear in the shower. And why? I it's to me, it just feels good. I like the smell, um, but it does double as my makeup remover, which I've heard is okay. Uh, and then I use an exfoliating scrub. I just like a St. Ives every like week or so in lieu of the clean and clear. And generally because I'm taking my shower and taking off my makeup right after my workout, which is right after work, I then use a vitamin C serum um, that and it has a resveratrol and line reducer in it. And that's so early in the evening. And then a couple hours later before bed, I'll use, wait, is, am I giving everything right now? Yeah, why not? Okay. Um, I use a lifting serum uh, followed by a uh, 3D antioxidant moisturizer. And then wow. about once a month, I'll use a lifting biocellulose mask, which are really fun and you look creepy like you belong in a horror movie. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I they just feel so good. I love them. I will do sometimes you use, use Mar Mary Kay. I do. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what. I, okay, I use that one. All too, of yeah. the above was Mary Kay. So the vitamin C, the lifting serum, the three D antioxidant, and the biocellulose mask, all Mary Kay. Um, and then for a day in the sun or a, a weekend where I'm not wearing any foundation or powder on my face, I'll use a Volufirm Broad Spectrum Thirty SPF Day Cream. But it does leave me a little bit oily. That is not an everyday use. But especially this time of year, my days are often spent entirely in the sun. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about, we, we talk about sun in a little bit. So, But it, it leaves me a little bit more oily than I could ever like live life normally with. with. So it's mm -hmm. a sometimes product for me. I sort of forgot. So you mentioned, you briefly said before I interrupted you, something about a charcoal mask. Do you use mm -hmm. the Mary Kay one that you put on your face that kind of helps with the the blackheads or not blackheads pores. I think it helps with pores. Yeah. Minimizing yeah. your pores. Okay. Cause I, I also, I forgot about that, but I use that probably twice a month, but it's just, it's basically a clay mask. It's not, it's not charcoal. I'm sorry. I guess it's, it's not charcoal. It's a clay mask from Mary Kay that you put on your face and you leave it on there for about 10 minutes until it gets nice and dry. And then you can kind of see all your pores and your forehead and around your nose. It's kind of gross. 
and then you rinse it off. <laughs> I mean, it feels nice, but anyway, I don't know if it really helps, but I like it. I do enjoy it. Uh, so anyway, I was actually getting my, I was at the dermatologist not too long ago and I always just like to pick their brain and I always learned some, learned something new. And I actually, no, this was not the dermatologist. This was, I got a facial about a month ago. That's when it was. And you know, you're in there and it's quiet with this person that you don't know for a really long time, but they know about the skin. So she told me, I don't know how this even came up, but to always, when you're at your nighttime routine, use the thinnest products to the thickest products. So for example, uh, I have about four things I do to my face. It sounds like you do too at night. So I wash it with a thin moisture or not moisturizer, um, cleanser. Okay. So obviously that's the thinnest part. That's the thinnest part of my routine. Then after that, so that's my Aveeno face wash. I go to the hyaluronic acid serum, which is also very thin. And you're supposed to put that on, that's vitamin C. No, it's not hyaluronic acid. I don't know what that is. It's not vitamin C, uh, but I've been told that helps minimize, you know, fine lines, whatever. We'll see. It also feels very good and also helps with dryness, which my face is especially in the summer prone to dry. I definitely have an oily T-zone, but other than that, it's pretty dry. So the hyaluronic acid is good for that dryness. So put that on when your face is wet after your moisture, your cleanser. So that's really thin. Then my nightly face lotion, which is thicker, obviously, and that's Neutrogena Hydro Boost that I use. And then my retinol, which is really thick. Uh, it's a prescription strength, which I don't have it written down here, but I have it written down somewhere. It's tretinoin. That's what it is. Oh, it is right there. Uh, it's, so it is a, a prescription retinol uh, that I actually don't pay that much money for. I know that they can go up to about $300 a month. Mine's about $10. I'm not sure how it is, but it might be a lower... A, uh, like a lower percentage of retinol, but I do like it. So again, it goes from the cleanser to the hyaluronic acid serum to the Hydra Boost face lotion and then the retinol. And I don't use retinol every day necessarily, like, uh, like on my neck and my face. I use a very, very small amount of it probably every other day, uh, but I do use it every day on the bottom part of my face, like my chin, where I tend to have breakouts. What um, brand are you using? You said Aveeno, but other than that. Yeah. So the hyaluronic acid is, is honestly, I couldn't even tell you what the brand is. I put a link in the show notes, but it is from Amazon. And then my nightly face lotion is Neutrogena Hydro Boost. And then the retinol is just Tretinoin, which is not necessarily a brand. It's just very generic looking bottle that I get from my dermatologist. And then in the morning, I honestly don't wash my face in the morning unless I'm in the shower, which I know that sounds weird. I don't shower every single morning unless I work out. And even then, I don't always shower. Ooh, <laughs> But I'm, <laughs> I'll usually just use a bar of soap uh, to get rid of that retinol from the night before to make sure that that goes away, which by the way, I also didn't know that. I didn't know that you need to make sure you remove your retinol in the morning. So I learned that. And then in the morning after rinsing my face, I will add a vitamin C uh, it's not really a serum. It's kind of thicker, but it's CeraVe vitamin C serum, which again, I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, I kind of let that dry. And then I use just a tinted SPF on my face and I can't, it's all MD. That's what it is. And then my mascara, which I don't even know why I added that in here, but I really don't. That's really all I put on my face is mascara and tinted SPF. So yeah, that's my routine. It's pretty, pretty simple, but I think both of us have added some things to our routine since the last time we've had this discussion. 
Yeah, I actually did not know that I'm supposed to remove my retinol in the morning. See? I didn't know this either. And I'm thinking that actually makes a lot of sense because I've gone out sometimes even for five minutes and I just feel itchy and red. And now it makes sense because I I do sometimes take a shower, like I said, and rinse off. But even sometimes when I'm showering, I don't really take, you know, spot clean where the retinol is. I mean, I, I certainly put soap there, but it, I'm really now work, work it out every single morning and make sure it's gone, especially around my neck because I had got that really thin, everyone does that really thin skin where their decollete is. Uh, so yeah, I, I've, I've definitely been more adamant about uh, and mindful about getting rid of it in the morning. So if you're not doing that, definitely do it. Okay, do you have any specific skincare needs that are unique to you? Uh, not especially so, but a, fr- a close friend is a Mary Kay consultant. Um, and that's why I have a lot of their products. Obviously, I really like them too. I'm using them. Um, and she had a, a couple uh, just recommendations for me after I went through to like through one of her um, like I don't know. It was like an event and she used a light to look at my face. And I do tend to be a little bit more on the oilier side of things. But what I said to her was, I need simple. I need a routine that I can do every day that it's not like, put this on, wash it off, put this on, wash it off. You know, like when I get a facial and they start talking to me about all the steps that I need to do and do this and then do that. And then once a month do this and then every other week this. And then I'm like, oh my, I get so overwhelmed. I'm like, I need two to three steps quick that it's like boop, boop, boop every day and I can do it. And this is what she put together for me. So what I just went over in the last uh, question. So for me, simple is better. And then that probably translates into me being consistent and using quality products. I think that's really consistency and quality is is the name of my skincare game. And I will say I am when I look at pictures of myself five years ago, even 10 year, years ago, sometimes I like my skin better now in my late 30s than I do in my early 30s or possibly even my late 20s. Oh, wow. Well, that says a lot. Well, Botox too, but the combo, I'm I'm happy. I'm very happy because I can't, Botox is, it's, yeah, it's it's getting rid of some of the stuff that skin, that's already there um, and prevention. It can only do so much. Yes. But like my butt, you know, and we've talked about my corrugators, the big butt, you talk about the, the T-zone, um, you know, that big butt is gone. Uh, if I keep up with Botox, that's something a product is not going to be able to help with. Right. Like that's a structural muscular thing going on in my face. Um, but the, yeah, very different from skincare. But I'm just saying, I guess I'm just saying the combination of the two. There's no product, unfortunately, that can undo a butt on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're funny. And obviously, we all know that it looked worse to you than it did to any of us. So, yes, it wasn't. You know, no one looked at your face and said, oh, my gosh, she has a butt on her face. No, they just said, oh, whoa, RBF. Whoa. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Nicole, you're too much. <laughs> it is a little okay. early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, early for you. That's funny. You wake up at 8 o'clock. I can't believe that. I, can't, I, I wish I could sleep until 8. Man, I'm jealous. Really am. Well, Not Mark worried. kept me up watching Not- Moneyball last night. That. It's a movie with Brad Pitt. Yeah, okay. I never watch movies. It's pathetic. Yeah. No, me either. I was dozing like the entire time. I was so ready for bed. And then I was on vacation the past two days. I took Thursday and Friday off. So right. I'm I'm just like in vacay mode. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. 
Okay, Sorry, so for me, <laughs> it's normal for us. Uh, for me, it's definitely, I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Oh, I have to sneeze. Okay, maybe not. All right. It's acne. Uh, it isn't horrible, of course. <coughs> I knew it was coming. Whew, okay, it isn't horrible. But of course, anyone, I mean, even when you just get one zit, I mean, how horrible is it? You just, it, 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 you just focus on it when you're looking at yourself in the mirror. It's not good. You shouldn't do that. But when you have more than one on your face, it can be, you know, you think to yourself, I'm almost 40. I'm not a teenager anymore. What's going on? So yes, that is my unique to me specific skincare need. Uh, I really have to be careful with especially my, the lower, it's really the only the lower half of my face. And and that's probably because when I sit, I put my hand up there to rest my chin. This is my, these are my thoughts as to why it's down there. Um, but I'm always touching that area. So what I do, as I've mentioned before, is every night with, when it comes to the retinol, because it helps with skin turnover, is I use that tretinoin, which is the, the brand of retinol that I use. So I put that on every single night as my last step. Also, a, a key with, when you're using retinol is to make sure that your moisturizer has dried before you put it on. I've also been uh, taught that by someone who knows, but I get a, a, a lot of little pieces of information sort of wherever I go. But yeah, make sure your lotion is dry before you put that on. Uh, so I put that on every single night. And then in the morning, I also, before I uh, put on any makeup, is I use azelaic acid, which again, I'll put in a link in the show notes, but just a very simple, almost like a spot treatment cream that I use again in the morning. Sometimes I'll even use it at night um, because you can use it both or just one, but I just sort of spread it all the way just around my chin area, but especially before my period because that's really that's really when it it gets it's the worst. I don't have necessarily zits any other time other than that week before my period. So uh, I will say I'm pretty proud of myself for not giving up and going back on birth control because when I was on birth control, my skin was beautiful, right? Uh, I know that that would make it an easy fix, but I have truly just enjoyed being all natural without it and sort of getting to know my cycle and my body. And I was on birth control for so, so long. I just don't feel like I need to go back on it simply for aesthetics. So, and because I think Nick would kill me because he had a vasectomy. <laughs> So yeah, I told him he has to get one because I'm not going back on birth control. But so yeah, that's my my motivation there. Okay. Are there any skincare routines you used to do or do not do, but have since in your mid to late 30s started? Exactly what you opened the show with, which is washing off my makeup and washing my face every night. I was that person. I don't know how, but I, maybe I just use the right, makeup for me, but I can wake up in the morning and look like I'm ready to go to the club. Like <laughs> that makeup is right where I left it. It is good to go. So I, if I'm being lazy, I would just go to bed with my makeup on, um, especially if I had something to do in the morning and I, yeah, time saver. I now religiously take off my makeup at night. So for me, that's a huge pat on the back. Super lame. I know. Um, but also anything involving like sunscreen and sun protection admittedly that is new to me since a couple years ago i used to be that person mark would make fun of me i would go to mexico and be like i'm gonna get tan and then burn day one and be miserable the entire vacation you know like you lay on your like you're sunning your back i couldn't even sit on the toilet like i i was just miserable i was like don't touch me 
and I was grouchy and it's not worth it. I And I am this, I am very fair skinned, but I do tan. Um, so I don't know why that was always an obsession for me, but yeah, it's, I'm very, I'm not meant to be super tan. Um, I get there and I get there through the summer because I'm, I am in the sun even with sunscreen on. So uh, yeah, just sun protection in general is new to me. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. Actually, uh, I didn't used to be. My mom has has made fun of me because I be, I've become obsessed with sunscreen. Where to the point where I'm so pale that it looks like I haven't even had a summer. <laughs> but you know what? I don't care. It's totally fine with me. I I really it doesn't bother me at all. And um, that's what that's what uh, you know self tanner is for, in my opinion. I would say also I never really had a routine. I think a couple things have changed. First. I have the money to spend on a few more products. I'm not spending a ton of money, but just in my early 20s, I was just doing it very simple. A bar of soap or, I don't know, a, a pump of of this or that. I didn't think too much of it. Um, but now I've sort of learned the tricks um, by talking to people and having, you know, the professionals out there who know what they're doing. And I listen to them and take their recommendations. So I have definitely changed some things in my uh, in my routine, as we talked about at the top of the podcast. I would say I've always been good at washing my face before going to bed. I can never, I cannot sleep with makeup on. Like to me, and I don't even wear that much makeup at all, actually, but just, I have to have a clean face. I I would much rather go to bed with a dirty body. Like I'll go to bed with a sweaty body before I go to bed with a dirt, with like a, a makeup-y or sweaty face. I don't know what that, what it is about mm. my face, but it just, it needs to be completely clean. Uh Oh, but something that, I learned when I was getting my eye, my annual eye exam it was my, this was a couple of years ago. My eye doctor told me that he could tell I wasn't removing my mascara. And let me tell you, I barely wear any mascara. I probably go, I, I probably do one swoop of mascara, no other eye makeup at all. Okay. And he could tell that there was still a little bit of mascara. So I guess after days and days, of not using an eye makeup remover it would just start to clump up. And he said he could see, you know, those like little bugs that start to form on your eyelashes. Yes, Google it. It's disgusting. But ever since then, like I don't just wash my face. I also use an eye makeup remover. Ever since then, it's like I I cannot go to bed without doing that. So that was a good little tip. And so if you're not using eye makeup remover. It's not only removal of the mascara, but also replacing your mascara. Yes, so true. It's not as good. They don't recommend they the professionals do not recommend keeping it as long as you probably want to keep it. So when in doubt, it does toss start it to out. get it, it start. You can kind of start to tell when it's ready to be replaced. For me, it's about every three months. I don't know that is not written in stone if, that, if that's the right if that's the right number, um, or if I've ever if I ever get pink eye. Obviously, if you have something wrong with your eye, if it's pink eye or whatever. Replace all your eye makeup stat or it'll come right back. But yes, yeah, that's a really good point. Replacing your eye makeup. Actually, uh, I, I forgot to mention this, but also I don't know. Have you ever seen the commercial for the foundation with that comes with a little sponge at the top? I want to say it's Maybelline. Okay. Anyway, I bought it because I'm like, oh, that looks cool. It's got a little sponge for me to apply uh, my foundation. Where I, o- I only put foundation down below where, when I have zits. It's more like a cover-up, okay? So I had this foundation for probably six months, but it wasn't gone. It was still there. But imagine, it's disgustingly, it's on this, this sponge, okay, at the end of this foundation tube that I'm continuing to apply to my face. 
after six months, that is disgusting. So before I went to Spokane for my work trip, I mean, I had the worst breakout down here and I'm thinking, what the heck? This is worse than ever before. And I'm, and I'm frustrated. I was just, oh, I thought about it. I'm like, I'm still using that nasty sponge foundation down here. I'm going to get rid of that and see what happens. Clear it up in like three days. So if you use that and you're having breakouts, I'm telling you that is why. I don't know who thought it would be a good idea to put foundation on a sponge that you use every single day because you can't clean it. It's gross. Get rid of it. So yeah. That just makes me think in general, they should sell makeup in smaller quantities. Oh, yes. Because it takes me a long time to go through some of that stuff. Well, it does. And that's okay. But for something like this, where you don't, you can't replace the sponge and you don't want to throw it away. Cause yeah, the, the bottle was still probably three quarters, three quarters of the way filled because I barely use that stuff. I didn't want to throw it away, but you, they should sell it with a, a sponge replacement. Anyway, it was gross. I thought about it. I'm like, what am I doing? Okay. I'm going to skip one of the questions and make that the last question, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump actually to the skincare question. So Ashley, my friend says that skin cancer is one of the most preventable cancers and is becoming one of the most diagnosed cancers. According to the Skin Can- Cancer Foundation, one in five Americans will develop skin cancer by the age of 70. One in five. Wow. Skin cancer is real and can be deadly. What are you doing? And we've already sort of talked about, talked about this a little bit for skincare prevention. Uh, sunscreen, obviously. Um, but Ashamed to say that that is elite for me uh, from what it was five years ago, even. So, and also, yes, so I, I'm good about it everywhere. I'm really good about it on my face. Um, but I go, I also go for annual skin cancer screens with a dermatologist. So, just prevention, a once over. And I started that honestly, oh, I was probably in my early 30s. I bet I've been doing that for like five years already. Um, so I would say that's a good next step as well. And it always feels like one of those appointments where I'm like, mm, I, sh- I could cancel. It's not really convenient to go. But like you said, because of the statistics and the fact that I have not always been good about sun protection, I think it's very important that I do go. Um, so I do. I make it a priority, um, even when in the moment it seems like one of those things that can just, you know, be be sidelined. I also just don't seek out the sun quite like I used to. Um, I do, but I admittedly, I do still love the sun. I just love that that warmth. Um, and I get it so little of the year that it, it feels so good. Um, I also wear hats more, um, a lot of hats. So like sun hats or a sports hat, I tend to keep the sun off my face quite a bit in that way. And then if I'm wearing like a big floppy hat, it also helps keep the sun off my back and my shoulders. Um, so yeah. Couple yeah, different things. I agree with everything you said. I do it all. I do the hats, which I never used to do. I also do hats because I'm worried about ticks. Do you ever think about ticks? No, but I probably should. We definitely have them around here. Yeah, I'm always concerned about ticks. I wear hats for the sun protection and to prevent ticks from getting into my hair. After that tick experience with Paige, I'm just always a little bit freaked out about that. Uh, sunscreen. I am, I'm sort of known as the person who will always have five sticks of sunscreen in their office. And people tell me, oh yeah, I came into your office yesterday to use your sunscreen stick, (laughs) which is totally fine. Uh, so yeah, I put it on my arms, my face, every part of my body, my neck. Um, actually I think it's to the point I'm so, I don't want to say obsessed, obsessed in a good way with sunscreen that I was actually, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but the last time I went to get my blood drawn, I I had low vitamin D levels. And I'm pretty sure it's because I use so much sunscreen that I don't get any of that natural vitamin D from the sun. (laughs) 
I don't know. I could be wrong, but uh, we'll see what it looks like when I get my blood drawn this year. And then, of course, I also do those uh, yearly checkups, like you said. The unfortunate thing about that is that they're not uncovered by insurance. Mm -hmm. So that would be another example of social determinants of health. You know, unless you have the money to pay for that, luxury shouldn't be a luxury. It should be something that we all have access to, but we don't. Uh, So that's really unfortunate. Hopefully that will change one day. I mean, that is prevention uh, at its finest, but yeah. At least my insurance doesn't. And I have good insurance, so I figure most people doesn't get, don't get that covered, but maybe some people do. All right, so last question. Ashley says her best advice is to understand and get comfortable about aging. Even the best makeup artist has a hard time making someone look 20 years younger, and that's what she says people ask for, which I'm not surprised. Uh, what she suggests is thinking about one or two features that you love about your face and work with those to enhance them. So, Nicole, what are your two favorite or one to two favorite features about your face and what do you do to enhance them or your skin in general? I should say it doesn't have to be your face. I think she was just talking about makeup in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Not super sure. Uh, I guess I feel Mm -hmm. fairly fortunate. My face is pretty proportionate. So there's not like an area that I'm typically trying to accentuate or like minimize in terms of I don't know, you you can do all sorts of stuff with like cheekbones and all I don't get into that I'm not I'm not that cool um but you want to no, you're no it's not cool you want to look like yourself you well I don't know about that that's a good thing it's I I haven't taken the time energy or effort to figure all that out but so um there's no part of my face that I'm I'm super wanting to minimize or anything mine would not be skin related if I were to change something about my face I would probably want to do something with my teeth um I feel like wait 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 the question was, what are two, one or two features that okay, you I'm love getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm okay. Getting there. Okay. <laughs> so my eyes, I guess, is my answer. Um, so anything to limit scrunching and enhance um, that or that doesn't enhance my corrugators or my butt. So I'm, I would say I'm very mindful, like my serums, I'm sure to get them around my eyes uh, because I, I think my eyes are one of my better features. And so I enhance them by preventing wrinkles, I guess. And I wear eye makeup. I mean, there's nothing I can do with my skincare to really enhance my eyes, I don't think. Other than yeah, try no, and minimize yeah. like puffiness and darkness under the eyes and bags and wrinkles. And that's all efforts that I'm making right now. So I guess to answer your question, if I were to add anything to my skincare routine as well, it would probably be like um, a fine line eye reducer. Like a, just a really, and I know they have them. I have, I'm not currently using one, but that's something I would consider adding uh, to keep my eyes a part of my face that I continue to like and want to enhance. Yeah. I don't know if I went exactly where you were hoping with that, but. Well, the idea was to end on a positive note to think about things about our body that we love. Yeah. But you said your eyes, you love your eyes and I, and I'm with you. I also love my eyes. I've, um, it's my, probably my favorite part of my body. Uh, and I actually don't do anything to enhance my eyes. Honestly, I, I like I said, I do very minimal to my eyes because I just I just love my eyes. And I feel like when I put too much makeup on them, it just it sort of downplays the beauty of my eyes. Like, yes, I'm I'm in love with my eyes. Uh, <laughs> and honestly, even though I do have a little bit of acne, I also generally just love my skin. I would say I I certainly have some skin issues, but generally speaking, I feel really good about the the skin I am in. And perhaps it's because I have such a 
uh, a good routine that I've you know been doing for a while, but I just, I feel good about my skin in general. Uh, let's see. Oh, I, I, you know, I would also say I, I feel good knowing that I feel confident enough. My mom brought this up the other day that even going out without makeup. And I think at a almost at almost 40, I don't know if many people can say that, but I do have the confidence. I'm not saying I look great, but I'm confident enough to go out without any makeup and uh, generally feel pretty good about it. So I think that says a lot. But you only wear mascara. I wear mascara and I wear uh, the SPF, the tinted SPF. That's like nothing. I also wear like a tinted lipstick. So I guess I put something on my lips as well. But yeah, I just don't, I don't like a lot of stuff on my face. I just don't like yeah. the feeling of it, you know? Um, so yeah, but you know, I'm sure that will expand as I, as I get older. But yeah, for now, I, I feel, I feel pretty good in the, in the skin I'm in. I, I, I also feel like once I start wearing, I, this is kind of like my whole philosophy with glasses. I don't, I have a pair of glasses that I could wear. But whenever I wear them, even for an hour, I take them off and I feel blind. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to put them off as much as possible. Same thing with makeup. I feel like once I start wearing more makeup, I'll never be able to stop. People will get used to seeing me with all that makeup. And then when I don't have it on, they'll be like, what? You know, I do feel that way a little bit, um, but less so all the time. I don't know. I think maybe you just get to that point in life where you're like, eh, don't really care. I don't, I don't yes, know. That's where I think I am. Yes. Now, when I go out, if I'm going out for the night, I will definitely put more makeup on. But day to day, like I might even wear eyeliner ooh, uh, and, and a bronzer or, or uh, uh, blush. And even some days I'll put a little bit of blush on sometimes. But generally speaking, it's just a very, very light, nothing, a simple, easy in and out the door. I mean, I'm just going to, to work. I don't really, I'm not trying to impress anyone. I think back to your question, Gina, one thing that popped into like just one thing that came to mind as we were talking through this is microdermabrasion. I would say that is one thing that I've also added, albeit irregularly. Microdermabrasion is, well, extremely relaxing, but it also removes the fine hair and that top dead skin so that your products can work more effectively. So I think that that's something for people who are really trying to get their bang for their buck out of their product and to really just enhance their skin and keep that healthy skin. I do think that there is a place for microdermabrasion. And I think it can be as simple as buying one of those little razors and very carefully teaching yourself how to use it at home, but to kind of have some skill about getting some of the dead off your face um, for the best results, I guess. Yeah, I do use one of those razors at home, actually. And I know that's another thing that's really important to make sure that you don't use those for very long because they can get very dirty and filled with bacteria. Mm -hmm. I think I use maybe one 10 times and then I throw it out. Um, but again, that's not written in stone. That's just how I do it. I'm not sure if that's right or not, but mm -hmm. it does feel good to have sort of a smooth uh, template to start with to put your makeup on. Yeah. Or just to look at your face and it just looks smooth. I don't like to see those little hairs. Uh, necessarily. So just, it takes two seconds to just kind of get rid of them. I'm not obsessed with it, but when the I first think about time it, I had it done. It did feel like I was outside without underwear on my face. Like it felt like super breezy. I was like, Ooh, like I felt naked. I mean, I was like, yeah. where's my little hairs? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was very different. Um, but like in a good way. Uh, sure. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've done that a couple of times. It feels really good too. It does feel good. Okay. Well, moving on. Anything else that you want to say about self-care, skincare? So. 
Okay. Wear your sunscreen. Yes, absolutely. And even in the winter, by the way, I should mention that. Do you wear sunscreen in the winter too? Mm, not like I should. No. Okay. So that's another thing to, to keep in mind. Wearing sunscreen in the winter, especially when it snows. Can I tell you the first time I got burned was when we went to snowshoe in West Virginia. I was in third grade. My parents didn't think to tell me to put sunscreen on. But of course, what happens when you're skiing on freshly fallen white snow, the sun reflects right off that. My face was so burned. Uh, so keep that in mind, too. It's not just a, a summer thing. When Mark was skiing in Switzerland, this is years ago, he got so sunburnt on his face. This is disgusting. He they were they were like boils and they popped and he woke up in the oh. morning to his entire face stuck with pus to his pillow like that's that how sunburn disgusting so nicole so wear your sunscreen i'm gonna gross people <laughs> out into submission um oh my yes. gosh isn't that disgusting that is a whole new level of disgusting i mean it looked Thank like you. he had gone like a chemical burn that's how powerful the sun can be in yes. winter yes. to your point gina yeah okay thank you that definitely uh wrapped us up and sent us home <laughs> Yes. Wear all sunscreen right. all year round and then just take your vitamin D via supplement. You got it? There you go. All right. Coming up on September 4th, I'm going to be dishing with my friend Sydney. We're going to do a random five because that's the kind of people we are. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram and check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, please be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. Okay, until next time, be well, Gina. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>